You know a lot about golf. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I am in the studio. He is at the golf cave in some undisclosed location, just in case. You never know when people may be looking for a golf pro to blame for their woes. So that's why he tries to keep a very low profile. Um, Happens a lot. It does indeed. But we are here, those weekend golf guys, talk about golf and you for the next uh, 30 minutes. Again, this is a show that doesn't really care about the tours, don't care about the pros. We care about you and me. The casual golfer, how we can have more fun playing this game, where we can go to play this game, what kind of equipment we can use to play this game that won't break the bank. Because how much fun we can have playing this game. We forgot about that. Yeah. How much fun it is to play this game. And, of course, playing better is more fun. So Jeff jumps on in every once in a while with some surefire ways to make sure you play uh, better. And when you play better, you play faster. And we know that slow play has been a big problem. And we got a couple stories to relate, man. First off, wh- where was this that the guy got penalized, man? Uh, in, in the USAM. Yeah, USAM. Yeah, penalized. Because, Crazy. Because he had to, uh, had to relieve himself. Yeah. As did his caddy. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I wish, I wish that things would be a little smoother and more common sense. I yeah. really do. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But, man, what a, what a crazy turn of events that was. Yeah. I also have some, um, some problems with the USAM. Some th- well, actually not with the USAM itself, but I don't know, with the nomenclatures, whatever. I was watching the semifinals and the finals this past weekend. Yeah. And I started just spewing as you're talking about all these amateur golfers, amateur golfers. I'm going, wait a minute. I'm an amateur golfer. But then again, maybe I'm not. Maybe we need to create another category of golfer. Maybe we need to separate golfers more than just professional golfers and amateur golfers. And we're going to maybe get into a few ideas on how we can separate ourselves even further. Uh, By height. By height. Not to disparage, but to... I guess label. Everybody needs the right label every now and again. And we are going to delve into that. We've got a whole hour to talk, and we're going to talk about golf, and we're going to have a lot of fun. A guy named Robert Blumenthal's got a website called uh, Golf Conversations, and a bit of a sense of humor, this guy. He's a real joker, you know what I mean? And he's coming up a little bit later on in the show, and we're coming right back. Stick with us. We're on this weekend golf course. You want to talk about comfort? You want to talk about comfort below the belt? You know, when you talk about comfort below the belt, there's regular underwear and then there's Tommy John underwear, which is a revolutionary clothing brand. They say they have redefined comfort for men and women everywhere. And once you try a pair, you'll say, you know, I think they're right. Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and every little stitch. They use proprietary fabrics, and those fabrics perform like nothing you've ever worn before. Trust me. You ever bought a pair of underwear with a no-wedgie guarantee? Comfortable, stay-put waistbands, a range of fabrics, they're luxuriously soft, they're feather-light, they're moisture-wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. That means there's no bunching and there's no riding up. You don't have to do that funky little dance on the tee to get comfortable. TommyJohn.com slash weekend is where you should go right now. Why? Because you do that, you'll get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash weekend for 20% off. And remember, their best pair you'll ever wear or is free guarantee. 
And thanks for hanging through the break. We are Those Weekend Golf Guys. John Ashton, Jeff Smith, and you. Thanks for being here. ThoseWeekendGolfGuys.com. You ever want to catch up on anything that we have done before you got to meet us? Uh, that's where you can go, ThoseWeekendGolfGuys.com. Also, uh, follow us on Facebook, if you would, or at least like us, because we like to be liked. Facebook.com slash golf guys. And we were talking uh, a little bit earlier in the first segment there about some slow, slow play problems. And a yeah. bunch of problems in the USA, man, but slow play being one of them. And, and somebody actually got penalized, man? Yeah. Okay, how about this one? This is I'm, – I'm not going to reveal names here. Okay. You can go out and read it for yourselves. But, okay, the gist of it is this. All right, here's the organization in charge of the rules of the game mm-hmm. and in charge of pace of play and trying to do the right thing, encourage speedy play. All right, so at one point during the round, player and caddy get a lift – from a rules official to like in between holes or something, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all okay. Later in the round, same player and caddy, after holing out on one hole and, and moving on, um, hits a shot, and then player uh, and caddy both have to go um, off to the, to the Porta Johns for a moment or two. Mm-hmm. And then player comes out first, walks up to his golf ball, caddy is behind. Well, what happens? Caddy comes out. And then gets a ride from someone with a golf cart, a volunteer with a golf cart. And then the rules official people say, you're not allowed to have a ride to the ball. And now all of a sudden, the player gets assessed a caddy or a penalty stroke because a caddy, after taking care of business, speeds up play by getting a volunteer who worked for him, actually was kind of dressed similar to the rules official people, um, get up to the ball so the player can play fast player winds up instead of winning that hole instead of winning that match ties in the match he would have won by one uh had that not had not even been penalized and lost that hole um he uh he loses in a playoff Whew. would never been in the playoff yeah had that not happened yeah now thinking about all that there's got to be some common sense because you just you're, you're going to make people really upset when you can't use common sense, like you're not allowed to have a ride in that situation, and all you're doing is speeding up the pace of play, it's your stinking caddy yeah. with the bag getting to there so the player can play faster. There's nothing wrong with that, and there needs to be some sense there to say we can allow that sort of thing, a ride from a volunteer between points and points. I really understand that between the the restroom and the golf ball should be one of those points. Come on. Can't be that rough. But it's not that they got a ride. It's they got a ride from someone who wasn't a rules official. Well, you know, and because it was probably within the play of a hole and the other ride was probably between plays or between holes or something. You know, it just. Or the sun was in its zenith, not its apex. Yeah, something like that. Where it's just, it's crazy. Because all you're doing is creating these pace of play issues. You know, as you think about what happens with pace of play? Regular golf course. What happens when somebody's playing way too slow? Everybody gets bent out of shape behind them, right? And the next thing you know, there's problems. Some guys get more than bent out of shape. Some guys get violent. You hear about these guys up in Massachusetts, out in Plymouth? <laughs> yes. And a, uh, <laughs> a, a major altercation between uh, some folks in two groups. One is I read the story and they said that one guy and seven others were on the green. I'm going, well, there's a problem to begin with. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's well, especially two Especially in Scotland because you can't. You can't do that in Scotland. No. 
you get yelled at in Scotland. Well, maybe it was this Scottish guy visiting Plymouth. I don't know, but he, yeah, he maybe there was a guy behind this group that took offense that not only were there eight guys playing together, but they were playing way too slowly. And words transpired. Um, I believe a high-speed golf cart chase transpired. <laughs> and then some uh, some fisticuffs transpired. Oh, and in the course of throwing... How much alcohol was involved in this? Oh, there has to be tons of alcohol involved in this, but... <laughs> And the the son uh, was recounting uh, his as he witnessed everything, his account of what happened. And basically, one guy punched another guy and and got his hand close to the other guy's mouth. And the guy didn't like his hand being so close to his mouth, so he tried very nicely to uh, bite the hand that was harassing him, so to speak. <laughs> And the son says he heard a sound similar to crunching a Dorito. <laughs> and when the father pulled his golf oh, glove off, no. one of his fingers remained in the glove oh. because it had been separated from his hand. But that's interesting to know that biting a finger oh. off sounds similar to crunching a Dorito, which is going to make your stomach turn whenever you bite into a Dorito the next time. I guarantee oh, you that. My. The guy got his finger bit off. Guy got his finger bit off. Oh. For for playing that's too slow. Brutal. I'm not that's sure if it was one of the guys in the group of eight or if it was one of the guys that was upset about playing behind the group of eight. That really didn't register too well in the story with me i'm not yeah, sure but uh, still come on yeah that's a, a little a little too violent come on it's just a it's a game it's a game come it's on, a game man. it's supposed to be fun it is supposed to be fun <laughs> biting a guy's finger off yeah have that's you, awful have you ever had any any violent reactions on any of the courses you've been oh, at look, all digits right no here, i know baby. you got all your fingers but I'm, yeah. did you ever have any members who were upset with each other for one various or sundry reason or another yeah you know every once in a while you get people who don't like each other to begin with and yeah. then one guy's playing behind the next the next thing you know a guy decides well he may be out of my range <laughs> yeah. let's go ahead and hit one anyway i don't think i can get it that far yeah and then and then a ball comes singing back you know the guy hits it back at him and next thing you know people are all bent out of shape i think a lot of those things that happen on golf courses i think something's brewing beforehand yeah i really do yeah i don't really think that it just that everybody's all hunky dory right before some incident and then all of a sudden they lose their minds yeah but i will say this though i i have seen uh and, and i firmly believe that normal people as soon as they get in a golf cart they lose their minds they make decisions that they would never make ever mm -hmm. in a, in any other walk of life but the second they get in a golf cart they're gonna do it yeah it's like their own personal hovercraft, like they won't damage anything where they're driving. <laughs> they lose their minds. So I think there's something about a golf course that it possibly could trigger people into losing their, their normal dose of sanity, that they wouldn't just go around the street fighting someone else over something inane and biting a dude's finger off. Some people just get so upset. I mean, you're at a golf course, okay? And unless you're playing in a professional tournament, even then somebody's going to shank a ball or what, you know, hit one base badly to the right or badly to the left or whatever. 
I mean, you can get hit by a golf ball. Yeah, you but know that's off a bad, mistaken shot. You're not talking about ripping one right at somebody. Well, you know, purposefully. I've I've got to confess, I didn't do it on purpose. But I was playing golf, and there was a group that had been holding us up on every tee for five holes consecutive. And we're on the tee, and I look out there, and the green is open. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, they finally got the hint, and they sped up. And I hit my drive. Beyond where their carts were on the left-hand rough of the fairway in the trees, which I didn't see. I mean, I didn't come close to hitting them. But they kind of took offense to the fact that my ball went past where they were. I was kind of proud of it. But, you know, they were a little bit miffed. If you're going to send your entire group into the trees to look for a ball, maybe you should park a cart out in the fairway so people know you're still there. I cannot be aware of my surroundings all the time, you know? Well, you could try. I could try. Yeah, maybe I will. try. Maybe I will. Keep the peace, would you? It's golf. <laughs> supposed to be having fun. Don't Quit making trouble, people. John. Come on, buddy. What, Listen. Are you looking to get your finger bit off or something? <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Hey, we got Which a... one are you going to let them do it? The one that you expose to them? <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? That's probably yeah. how it happened to begin with. We've yeah. got what some... You stand there with your hands on your hips going, well, you want a piece of me? <laughs> Literally. Take this piece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got some problems watching the uh, USAM last weekend we're going to talk about. We've got a guy, a pretty funny dude named uh, uh, Robert Blumenthal, who has a website called golfconversations.com. All coming up as we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah. That's what I said, too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club, all right? It's not just $5 to get in, and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us. $5golfclub.com. Hey, thanks for hanging. We are Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. want to welcome in a guest from, um, well, he's, he's in Charlotte, North Carolina at the moment. But Robert Blumenthal, who has a website called golfconversations.com. Now, you got to forgive Robert because he's from New York originally. So are you, John. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I've already done the mea culpas for me, so now they, they have you to, uh, to have okay. to forgive. In a nutshell, uh, Robert was a, a New Yorker. He was a writer. He did uh, direct mail advertising, copywriting, and taught himself how to play golf in his studio apartment by reading books and watching videos. Well, uh, that's true. And uh, about that studio apartment, mm -hmm. uh, John. Yeah. I had a very, very small, really tiny studio apartment. 
this is where you ask how small. How how small, how small was, was it? it? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, my apartment was so small, I had to go out in the hall to change my mind. <laughs> Can we get a rim shot? <laughs> okay. <that's laughs> Milton Berle, 1918. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. Uh, I did all of those things. Uh, and uh, I, you know, John, I keep forgetting. What was the name of that website that I, I have? Golfconversations.com. And this, oh, this entire com. show is going to be called Conversations with the Golf Conversations Guy. Can I just ask you one favor? You may. Um, you know, I'm not here to plug my website. You know that. I'm I... here because you and Jeff are good guys. Mm -hmm. But just in the next few minutes, whenever you do mention golfconversations.com, mm -hmm. could you put like a little register mark at the end of that? You know, <laughs> if, if you can't do that, do the TM mark. If that's not good, the SM mark. I see that's what all the big guys do. They put the little mark there. Yeah. The stupidest things in the world in advertising, things you would never repeat again in your life, have a register mark. That's not the case with golfconversations.com. It's... Uh, it's unregistered. So, well, that's good. So uh, I can say we're having a golf conversation and not have to pay you. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or wow. you could say we're having a conversation regarding some things about golf, and that could cover it. That could. Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to recover from being not paid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got over that a long time. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> Trust us, you'll get over it easily. It, it comes with it becomes a habit after a while eventually. We have been reading your website, and, and the genesis of your website is pretty interesting. Um, why don't you give us that quick story, why, well, why this uh, thing exists? Interesting you should mention genesis, because uh, on the first day, there was, no, that's the other genesis. <laughs> yeah, <that's>... um, <laughs> I, I guess I started uh, March 2009 or so, and... Um, I had always enjoyed reading the Golf Digest, I think they were called My Shot interviews, mm -hmm. and those interviews would go on for like 10 or 12 pages, and you really got a lot of in-depth information about the interview subject. And then one day it started disappearing as the internet started eating into magazine sales and newspaper sales and advertisers started dropping off, and I thought, hmm, gee, I'd like to do interviews. I love golf. You got guys like John Ashton on the radio. I mean, if they can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> That's exactly what Jeff said. That's exactly what Jeff said. <laughs> Five years ago, and he goes, I hooked you into this now. <laughs> so uh, the internet back in 2009 or so, uh, it was kind of in the Fred Flintstone stage. Mm -hmm. And I had always wanted to do a little local golf newspaper, but the idea of writing it and then getting it printed and then distributing it and then driving around. It just, it was like too much. And right. then the internet popped up and I said, Hmm, this is perfect for a lazy person like me. I can do, <laughs> do this whole thing myself practically. Almost. Yeah. Almost. And, and so I said, Hmm, I like long interviews. I think other golfers like long in-depth interviews. Mm -hmm. um, every once in a while, I, I do have a, a bit of a sense of humor. And maybe I could uh, combine all of those elements together and make it into a website that uh, that uh, people would find worthwhile. Yeah. And after 10 years, the answer is they don't. But, uh, <laughs> next question, please. <laughs> Are they going to put a golf course in Central Park at any time? That was a, uh, a joke. 
you know, that, that was in Golf Digest maybe a, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was a goof, if you, uh, Jeff. If you want to see real goofs, read my website. Um, <laughs> actually, under the – I have a link there. Now it's, it's got like three question marks. And I have uh, faux interviews and faux articles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff I've made up. Uh, I used to do them for April Fool's Day. And I'll tell you, some people would read the whole thing and, and they thought it was true. Yeah. I get emails oh, from funny. people, really? Is that right? <laughs> and the most recent one from about two months ago, I had a, a post about uh, Dr. Jürgen Blitzer, who is a, a psychotherapist out in uh, Palo Alto, California. And uh, the doctor claimed that he had a new method for lowering the high handicappers handicapped to uh, like three or four. He claimed he could take a 26 handicapper and in one month, take him down to a three. Mm. And uh, I made believe I was interviewing him. And I said, that's amazing. It's unbelievable. How do you do it? Da, 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 da. And in the middle of the interview, he said, have you ever heard of electroconvulsive therapy? And I said, you mean shock therapy? He says, well, yes, we don't call it that anymore. <laughs> and I included, a, I popped a picture of Jack Nicholson from Cuckoo's Nest mm-hmm. getting zapped. <laughs> and I put that in there and I said, well, uh, what sort of questions do you, you know, I mean, what kind of voltage are we talking about here? <laughs> and he said, well, first it's, you know, just 200 volts at about uh, a minute. And then uh, I asked the guy a question. Um, because all of these guys are suffering from paralysis by analysis. And the object of the shock therapy is to clear the mind (laughs) and have kind of a clean slate. And then you go to your PGA pro and you can take lessons and start from scratch. (laughs) So the, uh, one or two minute session, um, you know, after it's done, the, the doctor asks the guy a question and he says, uh, what is the most important uh, principle of the golf swing? And the guy says, uh, keep your head still. And that's when I zapped him with a thousand volts. <laughs> I was going to ask, what did you do with the third remains? <laughs> and, and then after that, um, he asked him a question. And the question was, uh, in which state is Pebble Beach located? And the guy answers, uh, Lysol, tidy bowl, tub, and tile cleaner. And that's when I knew that his mind had been cleared. Yeah. It worked. It worked. And I got, I got emails from people who wanted to know where, how I could get in touch with this guy, this doctor. I mean, it's, oh, and at the end, I write, the proceeding has been all fiction. Don't right. pay any attention to it. Yeah. But it just shows you how desperate yeah. Some high handicappers are. Yeah. Well, Jeff's yeah. got a foolproof method for lowering your score, too. It's called a pencil with an eraser. Mm-hmm. Works, uh-huh. works I, wonders, I, man. I, I, I think that was an Arnold Palmer uh, <laughs> very thing. Yes, that is very – but, hey, do they have pencils anymore <laughs> with erasers on them? Yeah. Some courses do. Some do. Some, Some do. do, and you know what? You know, you know what kind of place you're at when you get to a golf course that's got erasers on the pencils. Yeah. Mm. You know the gambling going on there. <laughs> hey, Jeff, uh, what percentage of golfers would you say are gambling when they're out playing? Oh, boy. Um, certainly that's different from place to place, but I would tell you it's probably 
maybe 10%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. playing for something. You know, it's it's a small amount. I mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's the the primary reason people show up. I think it's the primary reason some people show up. Well, how much do you want to bet? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one thing. One thing I got a real quick question before we take a break here and and, and come back with you, Robert. Yeah, and again, John. Robert Blumenthal from uh, golfconversations.com, our guest here. Some some of the articles and the uh, conversations that I've read on your website, it seems sometimes that the uh, object of your conversations and your interviews don't quite understand your humor. I don't think I know what you mean. <laughs> what is he talking about? I, I don't know. Who is this guy? I, I, um, I, you know, some, some do. Um, some some really go with it though. Some are yeah. great. Oh yeah. Some, yeah. some are great, and that's the problem with when I first started doing this, uh, John. Um, I did several of them over the telephone, and as you know, as a, a veteran of radio, it's very difficult to interview someone you don't know who's never met you, mm-hmm. especially if you have quote a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Because the other person. <laughs> What did he just? Is he? Um. What, what, what yeah. the hell was that? You know. So I think in in some of the early ones, uh, John, uh, that that uh, thing you picked up on, I think that's probably why that happened. Because yeah. uh, I'll I'll give you a perfect example. I think the first maybe the first three months or so, um, one of the interviews I did was over the telephone with uh, LPGA star legend Amy Alcott, mm-hmm. and um she just didn't get it and yeah. and i don't blame her because frankly i'm a little out of my mind <laughs> yeah. but but how can you tell that over the telephone and yeah. um it was just a lot of pauses on her end and i had done some reading about her and i knew she had two little dogs and i'm a, a dog and a cat guy so i said hey yeah so that picture of you in the la times uh, with your two dogs what are their names and there was a long pause and she said well, I'm really not very comfortable telling you their names. And that's when I knew I was lost. Yeah. This was not this was not going to work and I never uh published that interview. But Amy uh is somehow a subscriber. She reads all of them and um and I'm hoping one day I will get a chance to talk to her. Maybe if I drop your name. Yeah, maybe. If you <laughs> mention us, you'll get a good seat. You'll know where that is. Uh, Robert Blumenthal from Golf Conversations, our guest on those weekend golf guys, and we got a lot more to talk about. He's got some great interviews we're going to get into, too, coming up when we come right back, don't you? You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number, $5golfclub.com. This may be a tad uncomfortable conversation for you, but I want to talk about comfort below the belt. There's regular underwear, run-of-the-mill, every day. Yeah, pick me up a couple of packages of that stuff, underwear, and then there's Tommy John underwear. Tommy John's a revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort in underwear for men and women. They have a guarantee. They're so confident in their underwear that they tell you flat out that this will be the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Uh Uh-huh. Let me repeat that. Best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Not only do I like the attitude, I love the poetry. I want you to hurry right now to TommyJohn.com slash weekend. You will get 20% off your first order, and that first order is guaranteed to be the most comfortable thing you've ever worn as far as underwear goes. 
That's TommyJohn.com slash weekend for 20% off. All together now, where are you going to go? TommyJohn.com slash weekend. Very good. Hey, thanks for hanging through. We are back. John Ashton here. Jeff Smith there. Robert Blumenthal down in Charlotte. Jeff and I are those weekend golf guys. Robert is the honored guest. Or the poor guy who couldn't come up with an excuse quick enough to get out of doing this. And, uh, no, no, no. I am honored that. to be okay. here. We you appreciate it, Thank sir. you. Golfconversations.com. Did you hear that? He called us gentlemen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> who came in? <laughs> Golfconversations.com, the website. And there are so many folks. And, and I got a little twinge of jealousy for two reasons, Robert. One is you have talked face-to-face, one-on-one with some of my idols and the other is that you got the guts to just walk up to people and say, hi, I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes. Here we go. Who's your idol? Who's, who are some of your idols? Uh, Ken Venturi, mm-hmm. uh, Ernie Els, uh, Ken, the, the stuff he was talking about, uh, Jim Nance in, in his interview there, because I, I have decided that should reincarnation exist in my next life, I'm coming back as Jim Nance. Jim Nance is uh, is a fine. I've never met him, but uh, I, I would like to meet him one day. The uh, Mr. Smooth. Yeah, he is Mr. Smooth. But you know what? It's funny you, you bring up the subject of Jim Nance, which leads me to television, which leads me to televised golf. Mm-hmm. And I have a little pet peeve about televised golf. Uh, you know the the, the legendary Frank Turkanian. Mm-hmm. He was uh, yes. CBS uh, director producer. He kind of invented televised golf. Right. And he had said, I think when Jim Nance first started working at CBS on golf, he said something to the effect that golf is a uh, television is a visual medium. And if I see you or hear you telling people what they just saw on television, I'm going to come up there and drag you out of the booth. <laughs> right. And and unfortunately, in the last oh. 10, 15 years, all of the broadcasters have kind of violated that. They now tell you exactly what you just saw. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not radio. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, so the guy misses a putt and, oh, a little too much borrow. Or, um, you know, before they did this shot tracer stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the guy would hit a drive and, and there's Roger saying, uh, this looks like a great shot if it's on a, if it's the right stick. And Roger's 300 feet down the fairway he can't see where it lands that's right <laughs> anyway getting back to one of your idols ernie Els. Mm-hmm. um i got to meet uh just uh two or three months ago at quail hollow at the wells fargo and he had just flown in on his jet from saudi arabia it was like a big deal to try and get 10 minutes with him mm-hmm. and i met him on the driving range there and he is just the nicest guy and we shook hands and John, my my hand disappeared <laughs> yeah. in his hand. Yeah. His hand is, it, I mean, it was like Joe Pepitone's uh, first baseman's mitt, <laughs> as I date myself. You certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a wonderful guy. And Tom Watson, who I got to meet in his office in Kansas City, mm-hmm. one of the few guys who asked me if I wanted to, if I needed to go to the bathroom. Oh, really? Something you've never asked me, John. <laughs> I don't really care, Robert. <laughs> you don't care. You're in- <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here with a empty Mountain Dew bottle. Just, <laughs> but I just did in case. Me, just in case. But I'm sitting there across from Tom Watson, who is not a big guy. 
Um, and I said, Mr. Watson, I have a question for you. You were very friendly with Sam Snead. You were very friendly with Byron Nelson. At those champions, Masters Champions dinners at Augusta, and I'd heard that Sam Snead used to tell the filthiest, most profane, dirty jokes. And I said, and Mr. Nelson was a very religious man, very straight and prim and proper. How did Mr. Nelson react when Mr. Snead would tell these filthy jokes? And Tom Watson leaned over his desk. He points his finger at me. He's looking at me with those steely blue eyes. And he says, that's none of your business. <laughs> and I felt myself sinking into the earth. <laughs> and uh, But after that, everything was great. But yeah. he, he, that, was, that was my most, I think, interesting story. That and going in the blimp over Pebble Beach. That was a great, great article and great interview, too. And... and Another one of the guys who, I don't know, maybe he was too busy trying to keep the blimp in the air to actually get all of your jokes. <laughs> or maybe he was just one of those pilot kind of guys who doesn't have a great sense of humor. Who knows? But uh, Yeah, that, that, that was something. And you know what, fellas? It's pretty damn noisy up there in the blimp. That makes some racket yeah. like that. Can and I asked the pilot, I think his name was Charlie. Yeah. I said, when, you, when you're covering the tournament, have, has anyone ever complained, any of the players? And he said, just one. Anyone want to take a guess who the player was? Tiger Woods. No, you're, you're <laughs> going to kick yourself when you hear. Okay. Colin Montgomery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who could yeah. hear butterflies landing uh, <laughs> on cypress trees. Yes, indeed. I have a video of Colin Montgomery from the senior PGA a couple of years ago uh, trying to put on a pair of headphones and failing at it miserably. And he looked mm. at me and he said, I will not see this on the Internet. I said, I don't know. It depends on where you look, buddy. I'm sorry. but uh... I hate to say it, but I... I... <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I think I think Colin is ready for a little uh, breast reduction surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's time to lay off the scones, Colin. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. getting a little much. Or the scotch, whatever it is, is getting to him in there. Uh, how, how do you get these interviews? You just walk up to people? Do you have to make arrangements? Do you have to explain in great depth who you are and why you want to talk to these people? Or how do you do that? Well, uh, for example, John, uh, getting your interview, I had to give you 10 bucks, yeah. which... <laughs> You weren't supposed Wait to say that in front of Jeff. <laughs> Jeff paid twenty, right, Jeff? Now I get off easy. Now what like, the heck? Now I gotta split it with him, man. Come on. John, um, you're holding up. The first interviews were done uh I was contacting golf course architects via mm. email. Okay. Because uh I they're more cerebral, they're I think more interested in in talking to people. Um, and, um, you know, one guy recommends another guy and all of a sudden I get an email address. And, uh, I also think when I started, this was 2009 or so mm -hmm. golf was in its uh, great depression. Yeah. I think people didn't really understand uh, the internet that well. And I think, uh, I think people were desperate. Yeah, that's probably it. I think people were desperate. <laughs> you, you mean, yes, I'll talk to anybody. I'll talk I to anybody. <laughs> John, did you catch the fact that he shifted very quickly from shifting to the interview with you to people who were more cerebral? Did you catch that? That was the quickest first step the other direction I've ever witnessed. It was amazing. Thank no, you, John, Jeff. John I was... Put 
John puts the big C in, C, in cerebral. Let's, <laughs> don't talk about that. See, Jeff, it's not spelled with an S. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to go to my first uh, PGA merchandise show uh, in Orlando. Mm -hmm. I, um, some Again, I got credentials. Uh, how? I don't know. But there I was able to interview people. And, and once other people see the interviews and they realize – you're not an axe murderer and, mm -hmm. and that you're you're not looking to uh you know to screw people or to to make a jackass out of them right um are you allowed to say jackass on this i don't know we'll see we'll find okay. out <laughs> people see uh, you're not going to make a donkey out of them mm -hmm. you can add that one so it, it's it kind of builds on itself you yeah. get a little momentum um going forward uh to, uh, Sam, uh, you know, you got the momentum going. Uh, how do you carry it off to the next day? Uh, how excited were you to win? Uh, how unhappy are you when you lose your card? I mean, the questions these guys ask, and gals. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel? How, how did it feel when um, you lost your firstborn? I mean, it's just yeah, it's ridiculous. terrible. I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the art, I mean, for some someone like you who does what you do, now for a living slash avocation, however you want to describe it. Yeah, get uh, rid of the first one. Doing, yeah, <laughs> you call this living. Um, I think just leave the slashing. <laughs> <laughs> it it really rankles you when you hear bad interviews on network television, and you go, "Man, I could do better than that." John, I don't know if I could because you know why. In defense of the interviewers on television, I mean, really, what the hell can you ask these people? The guy just finished his round, and what are you going to say? What did you think of Hemingway's second novel? Any... <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? Take, take me through your round. Well, on five, I had six iron, you know, 110 yards. It was a left to right. And I mean, I, I guess there are some crazy golf fans who really are interested in hearing this. But really, what the heck can can yeah people say and the interviewer is put on the spot of like what can you ask um i'll tell you one thing you can ask uh, what's the last book you read and you're going to see this this uh, shroud come over their eyes because i don't <laughs> think anybody reads <laughs> that could explain though why they they have now moved especially on cbs to to post-game interviewers that look good in tight golf shirts um, well there aren't um, so many no, there aren't. I forget her name, but uh, on Amanda. Fox, on Fox, you've got Holly, and then CBS Amanda. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought anyhow. you were talking about the male versions. No, 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 no. Cast no aspersions upon me there. No, we we had uh, Steve Sands on on the show. He's a friend of a friend of a friend of ours, and uh, he's he's okay. But uh, he's okay. Much I rather. just saw him Friday. I was at the Wyndham Championship mm -hmm. in Burrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, one, one of the big bennies of uh, being a media person, which somehow I am, yeah. <laughs> get to go into the, uh, into the media dining area. Oh, yeah. So I saw Steve and Trip Eisenhower and uh, two of the other guys uh, sitting there. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, it's interesting you mentioned Steve because I'm, I'm kind of eavesdropping and I'm here in freaking john ashton this <laughs> freaking john ashton that and can you believe this guy and i'm calling my lawyer and uh, yes. i don't think you're getting a christmas card this year oh uh, well you know it won't be the first time 
Trust me on You're going to get one for me. Okay. Well, I will look forward to that with bated breath. Okay. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Golfconversations.com. And real quick, Robert, if you have to boil it down and say the one most favorite interview you have on your website, who was it? Oh, gee. Um, I'd have to say just because of the unique aspect of it, it was when I got to go in the midlife blimp over Pebble Beach, and Mm -hmm. I was interviewing the pilot uh, through the headset right uh, while we were in the blimp um every time i think about it i can't help but think oh the humanity (laughs) for you kids at home you're gonna have to google that one yes please (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah there were a lot of them uh ken venturi was was really cool i'm a big sinatra fan and uh knowing that he was a roommate with sinatra uh and and uh, I saw the the piano in his house that Sinatra gave him. That was that was really something. Yeah. Um, so there there've been a lot of them. It's I've been very fortunate. I've been very lucky to talk to some lovely people, and and not just famous people. You know the that's the thing about my website golfconversations.com trademark registered mark service mark, um, copyright 2018 Robert Blumenthal all rights reserved. <laughs> Um, is that you get to talk to all kinds of people in the golf industry, the, the superintendents, the guy at the tournament who hands out the balls to the players, um, the guy who does the calligraphy on the scoreboard, all kinds of interesting people. That's what makes it fun. Fantastic. Well, you can count yourself among the interesting people in the golf business, man. And, uh, and we do thank you, Robert Blumenthal with GolfConversations.com for spending some time with us here with those weekend golf guys. And thank you, too, for spending some time. Anytime you miss a show where you want to go, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, uh, facebook.com slash golfguys. You can follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys. Come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5 golf club. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. All righty, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at the Sagamore, Noblesville, Indiana, which is right outside of Indianapolis for the geographically challenged among us. And we uh, we want to encourage you to forgive me for my curmudgeonly foray into uh, and if you remember the usga hey i don't hold it against you you're just doing your job man i don't know what can i say but uh, you know we need to have more fun we need to be able to compete and have more fun and i don't know just play for beer that's what we do anyhow so what the heck forget i brought it up okay
Oh no, we're gonna have fun with this one. We're gonna roll with this. Show after show. <laughs> I want to thank Robert Blumenthal with uh, GolfConversations.com for spending some time with us. Check it out. It's, it's, he's got a lot of great interviews there. Bob Tosky, another one of those guys that I don't think he got Robert's sense of humor, but uh, it's you know it's a little weird to get sometimes. What can I say? We would like you to go visit us at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. We would like you to visit us at facebook.com slash golfguys. You can go there and like our page. We'd appreciate that. If you're a Twitter kind of person, follow us on Twitter at WKND Golfguys. And uh, you got those new videos ready yet for $5 I Golf do. Club? I oh. do. We've had okay. some fun with that. Good. I got some stuff out there. Drivers into the wind. Right. Because, you know, there's lots of places that uh, gusting wind. What are right. we doing? How are we going to play that shot? Wasn't that and an then, old door song? Drivers into the wind. the wind. No, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> I don't, you know, no, I don't think so. No. I think that was something else. Okay. So drivers into the wind. What else are we going to learn? Yeah, how to the do next right? one I've got is, is how to hit your, your fairway woods and your hybrids. There's oh. a lot of people that struggle with those things. Yeah. No, they just say maybe the ball position's bad. Maybe they're just swinging too hard. What you know, they, there's that whole thing with a hybrid. Like, well, do I hit it like a fairway wood or do I hit it like an iron? Yeah. Well, you know, we did a little segment on that. Okay. Some fun stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Some fun stuff in there. Use the number five dollargolfclub.com and you can uh, access all kinds of, uh, of 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 priceless gems from Mr. Jeff Smith, comma PGA. Uh, again, we do appreciate you being here. And again, check us out. This is probably the first or second time you've ever heard us. So uh, what we're all about is very easy to discern. Just check us out at thoseweekendgolfguys.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. And uh, leave us a message or a uh, suggestion or whatever. We would appreciate it. Uh, one of the things we encourage you to do is practice. Whether, whether you're great, whether you're bad, doesn't matter. Just go out and practice a little bit, and then when you feel a little comfortable, go play some golf. <laughs>